All right. Welcome so, in right. to Start Me Podcast. Uh, we are recording here uh, Monday, Monday night. Um, joined here by Liveline Luke and Rhino. What's going on, Liveline? It's fucking cold out, and I'm sick of the cold weather and ready for summer, but baseball's back, so that's exciting. Um, that's about all I got. I hear that. hear that. Rhino, how's it going? Uh, getting into the MLB season. A lot of teams are still in it. Early in the season, it's entertaining. Um, and this season is great so far. Yeah, yeah. Just watching it be every night. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the early season. Like, you you don't have. I mean, you can get off to a slow start, but basically every team is in it, and then even your shitty fan bases can still say like, "Hey, we're right in this thing." When it's that early, but yeah, we'll see the cream rise to the top. I guess hopefully soon enough. But there are some surprises, especially in the AL. We'll get into that too. So, what do we want to attack first? Do we want to attack hockey goal? Get that um, out of the way. We're not getting it out of the way. We're excited to talk about it. Pete, the official bartender of Dartmeat, wants more hockey. So we're going to talk a little hockey south of the border for Pete uh, and all of our hockey guys. And then uh, I think we can do that. And then we get into, we should probably recap the uh, NCAA tournament. We've been kind of lazy lately and haven't been potting. So we should probably touch on that. And then we'll talk baseball as we usually do. So, Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I should have said first things first. Let's get talking hockey you know priorities i just didn't want it to come across the wrong way like i know i know i know it's just <laughs> i figured it was gonna be shorter like i'll have we only know basically north of the border uh canada division but you know for sure i can get into what i have written down for my shredmonton oilers as uh we all know so oilers are sitting at third in the division so um, right now, they're three points behind the Jets, who are sitting in second, um, and seven points behind the Leafs. So that would mean the Leafs have a four-point lead in the Jets, which is going to get interesting here, actually, this week in the North Division, is that we have the Jets playing the Maple Leafs twice. So, you know, the first and second teams are going at it, and then the Leafs, or the Oilers are also playing the Canadians twice, so the third and fourth place teams are going at it. So out of these games... You could see like a lot of ground being made up, or maybe even the, in the Leafs' case, expanding that lead, which uh, it could get interesting. It could get very interesting. Now, Ty, before we continue, can you clarify for me the top two teams in each division make the playoffs? Correct. It's four, right? It's four. The top. Sorry, top four. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's anyone's division in the North right now, especially since the Leafs are literally crumbling. They've lost four straight. They're still in first, but, I mean, they have a four-point lead. They should be all right, uh, obviously, to make the playoffs. But I'm saying, like, just within the standpoint of winning the North. Um, and, honestly, the story of the division, from what I've kind of seen, is just, like, the talent that's in the North right now. I mean... Your boys are Dyson. I got two boys Dyson on my team. There's a lot of points being scored um, in the North, and a lot of, I mean, they have like four of the top five players in in the NHL for points coming out of the North. Yes, yes, and that could, you know, I don't know if that's. It could just be like 
soft defense maybe being played. It could be style of play. I, I honestly don't know enough to say. It's just impressive to see that many. Right. You know, it could it'd be like in the major league, you know, four of the best hitters coming out of right. one division. Right. But, yes, like you said, McDavid, Dreisaitl, leading first and second in points. McDavid at 71 points. Like, it, the second, like, in Patrick Kane is 56. So, yeah. I mean, he's the best player in the NHL. And that's an insane amount of points. But the thing with the Oilers is they can't really, they, they can't play much defense. And they're not really legitimate threat i don't believe and the futures don't show it either really giving them a plus 2000 chance to win the cup and i think it the leafs i think are far and away the best team in the north you know they you said they have been you know struggling a little bit lately but like they still i think even with the i see they made some moves in the trade deadline i'm not going to pretend to know what what the moves they made or how good those moves are but they seem to be going all in and i think they are the best team in the division by far um in my eyes well and i can't even i can't speak to it per se but it seems to me that with a tough schedule maybe uh coming up here that they're potentially um i don't want to say taking some games off but like preparing for the stretch coming up here as we're kind of you know winding down to the end of the season maybe that you know could factor in again i can't say uh if that's the case, but they've lost four straight and you can yeah. see it being an instance where they've built up a lead. They're just trying to maybe rest some guys um, to prepare for that stretch run uh, with the end of the season. But I don't know. Um, and we should probably talk about some stuff south of the border as uh, we've been requested to talk about some of that. Ty, I believe you have some of the future odds up. Yeah. I was going to say one more to think quickly too, since we have Rhino here is that, the Flames were a big disappointment. And the North Division, we said the four teams. Those four teams are basically going to make the playoffs. They're like a lock. Because the Flames are six points behind, and they're absolute dog shit. Right, Rhino? Yeah, my Flames cut off to a hot start. They couldn't get anything going offensively, but Markstrom, the goalie, was playing out of his mind. And then, fucking Flames. They fired their coach, which I thought was a great move, but... The Flames pod I listened to, the Flames are loaded with talent up and down their roster. It's just loaded with talent, but they can't find a coach or a system that can put all it all together. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, and like like I said, like they're not they don't really have that much of a chance to make the playoffs. They need to really rattle off games if they want to. And they don't rattle off games. No. <laughs> no, they don't. But yes, I can get into the futures odds here for um for the whole NHL as a total. So the Avalanche are the favorites right now at plus four hundred. Um then it's the Lightning at two plus six hundred, Golden Knights at plus seven fifty, and then we see, you know, our, our Canadian division, the North Division, Maple Leafs at plus eight fifty. Um, those are the four tops we have there. Uh, then when you go past that, you get into the plus a thousand range. So those are the teams there. Um, another thing I saw interesting in these futures was you know you see in the Central Division that the Panthers are leading the division. 
63 points, and they're third in NHL in points. And now you look at their futures odds here, and it's plus 2,200. And I can't really speak much to it. I can't really put much insight as to why that is or what, but well, it seems very interesting to me. The Where are the Canes, Ty? Where are the Canes? The Canes are there. They would be fifth um, in the odd in the futures. They're plus twelve hundred. The Panthers are oh, in the okay. yeah. Panthers in the central. <laughs> in Florida, yeah. yeah. The Panthers in the the Panthers and the Canes are literally tied for the lead in the central, and the Lightning are in third with right. a substantially better odds to win the cup. Right. Yeah. I, it's got to be star power and been there before, you know? I mean, it could be a potential bargain, though, just as a, as a flyer. I think I'm going to dabble on the Leafs and throw a little bit of money on the Leafs to win the Cup at 850. Yes. The good thing for the Leafs is they, they get to stay in, for, stay in division for the first round or for the first couple rounds. The Flames are hoping the, or the Leafs are hoping the Flames get hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too because the Canadians have literally lost nine games in overtime. Yeah, that is that's that is a little ridiculous. That's I mean, it's not as bad as the Stars who have lost twelve, but I mean they've had they've had some close losses. Uh, you pick up a point too. Yeah, but I mean. They're, it's a point. It's either they could they could be they could be a better team is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Oh fuck! And now the Canadians just took the lead on the Oilers, and the Oilers had a goal waved off tonight too after a goal interference. It was McDavid. I think McDavid had a goal or was going to be a goal, and apparently one of the Oilers guys, I think, is Chase on in the crease. Goal tenor interference. You don't fucking take away goals from Connor McDavid, dude. That you don't do that. Just get out of the fucking like. I don't know. Piss me off. I feel like the Oilers, though. I feel like the Oilers are going to be one of those teams where maybe they don't have a realistic shot to win the cup, like you said. But you don't want to play them. Well, I, I guess yeah, you could say that, or maybe you do because they could fold, dude. There's a high you flying know, fucking offense. I know, but you don't want to. I mean. You don't want to face that offense that could just get scorching hot and then knock you out because they have the two best players in the world on their team. Yeah, right. But traditionally, what do they always say? All like hockey goaltender gets hot and he fucking carries you to a cup. Like, like an offense, like a traditionally an offense would doesn't just like get hot, insanely hot for like three straight playoff series and just win the cup. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to win the cup. I'm saying they're probably a team that you don't want to play in a right. playoff series. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I don't know. I don't have really have anything else in regards to hockey, but I am looking forward to watching some playoff hockey. I'm going to plan on tuning in a little bit more as we hit the playoffs here, and I enjoy watching some uh, some playoff puck. Mm-hmm. And we can get farther educated, too. We're coming down the stretch, though. 13 games left for my Oilers. So that's probably league-wide, like 13 games, 12 games, 14 games left for all these teams. So coming down the stretch, hopefully get more educated on every team. And, yeah, definitely looking for some playoff hawk.
So yeah, that ends our hockey talk there pretty much. Now you want to get in, you want to lead us off into the NCAA tournament or the championship? Sure. So, yeah, we thought about throwing in some NCAA tournament talk, basically just the championship game. Uh, Gonzaga and Baylor were the two best teams in the tournament and all year. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonzaga obviously undefeated, and Baylor 28-2 in right. the Big 12. Very good. Um, but the championship game was just not even close. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Baylor, it was varsity JV. Yes. Baylor kicked the crap out of them. Dude, you could, like, see it from the first possession. Like, the first possession, Baylor had, like, three offensive rebounds, and then... Then finally bury a three. It's like, oh shit, yeah, that's, that's a, just not. That's a th- Gonzaga played zero defense against UCLA. Yeah, and they couldn't rebound. Nope. And Baylor was just dominant all tournament. Their guards, Mitchell and uh, Butler, they're going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're too quick for any team in America. And Gonzaga plays zero defense. Yeah, they and they don't rebound. It. And Gonzaga or Baylor actually plays defense and rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gonzaga got exposed. I think UCLA exposed him. Yes. Well, yeah. And right, they, Gonzaga was soft. Uh, They're soft. You're gonna call him soft? Yeah, I'm gonna call Timmy soft. Okay, so Timmy was doing some antics. I, I was Timmy just, I was, was rubbing the mustache rather than getting yes. back on defense. Timmy was like. Penny rubbing the mustache, down 15, not a good fucking look. Also, I was, You need a buzzer beater to get past UCLA. Well, UCLA turned out to be actually really good. I mean, you can't... What? UCLA beat a bunch of good teams. It was just a... Dis- the championship game was a disappointment from what Gonzaga we saw about UCLA Gonzaga. Gonzaga is soft. I don't know if you can call him soft. I'm, yeah, I'm calling him soft. Okay. All right, call them Best soft. team in the nation gets blown out by 16. Call them soft. Okay. Baylor blew out a bunch of teams. Baylor's close game was against Wisconsin, by the way. <laughs> hang, hang the hat. Hang the hat. <laughs> hang the hat on that. Just ran into the champs, boys. <laughs> that's just the story of the Badgers running into the champs. No, but that's basically anything else in the championship. I think the term in the whole, we wanted to say something about the whole Big Ten being just a joke. Well, I mean, I would just say about the championship, too. Like, the thing that sucked was there just felt like there was a lot of hype going into that game, and it just didn't live up to any of its expectations, which was disappointing because the rest of the tournament was phenomenal, and that game really sucked to watch. Yeah. I think all of Dart maybe one or two guys pick Gonzaga to cover, but I think all Dartmouth pick Baylor to cover. Just after watching that UCLA yeah. Gonzaga. No, that's what fucking and then what happened is like the people kept saying, Well you're getting good based off what like recency bias, some people are saying like oh yeah people saw Baylor kick the shot of Houston and Gonzaga get taken to the wire by UCLA, therefore you might want to throw on Gonzaga here, you have value in the line based off what people saw recently, but that's not what happened there. They clearly were the better team, and they looked, they, not just that night, they looked way better, more athletic, like you said, Rhino, 
better defense, like just any defense, any facet of the game, they just they bully them. It's not like they made more shots. They, they well, they did make more shots, but like they rebounded their missed shots and stuck them in. They like they they could do more than <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. He's stroking mustache. Yeah. I mean, I still think this is a product of you're playing better competition throughout the season. I, I'm yeah. not saying it's one game, but like you, you just you have a team that's maybe similar or whatever it might be that plays better competition throughout the season, probably better prepared for a big game like this. Maybe, but like, dude, you could also say that Baylor could have been undefeated too if they didn't have that COVID belt in the middle of the season and. They had COVID and they were postponed and they come back after a long stretch of being out and they're 28 and 2. No, I know. My point is like Baylor plays better teams. Like it, it benefits Baylor to play better teams throughout the season than Gonzaga, who, yeah, they had a tough non conference schedule or non league schedule, but Baylor plays better teams consistently night in and night out, which would theoretically help them in a big championship game. Yeah. Okay. What, dude? I mean, when when is Gonzaga gonna actually push through and live had, up to their live up to their undefeated record and or high been, record coming in? They had a pretty crazy non-conference. Plus, no, I, I said their non-conference was tough, which I I don't dispute. But like, you're they're playing some teams that are god awful all season long. Right. It wasn't a matter of like playing a tougher team that. Like, Baylor is just that much better than everybody in the tournament because they kicked the crap out of everybody in the tournament. The game was disappointing. I'm just... Yes, it was. It's tough. I think it's... It, my point is, I think it's tougher for it for a mid-major school to win the tournament based on the fact that they just don't play as tough of games throughout the season. I think it's just a tougher thing to accomplish. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough. We don't Fair. see it very often. I mean, you just don't see... You don't see it. Yeah, there's definitely exceptions. There's definitely exceptions that you don't see very often. But I mean, you, I could say, "Hey, Butler did it." And it's like, yeah, but you don't see it very often. Like Butler. Wait, when did Butler it, win it? Butler didn't win it. They went okay. to the final four. So, what was the last team that won it out of a mid-major? Out of a mid-major? Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not certain. Probably Memphis. Memphis didn't even win. They didn't even win it. Okay, I don't even know. That's that's why I'm asking. I didn't know. I don't remember if Memphis won it. I knew they had a couple good teams, but I don't know if you consider well, the Big East isn't really mid major. Well, at the time they weren't, but I don't know. Right. It was just something something to think about. But Big Ten, Rhino, go off on the Big Ten. I'm done. All season long, the preseason rankings came out. Look at the Big Ten. We got seven ranked teams in the top 25, best conference in the nation. Look out for the Big Ten. Then all dur- during the season, Wisconsin was ranked four at one point. Iowa was ranked top five all year. Ohio State and Michigan also ranked top ten all year. Uh, throwing Rutgers. Rutgers was ranked like 20 to 25 all year. Um, Purdue, Purdue was really good all year. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan State was getting hype at the beginning of the season, and then and at then, the end of the season they got thrown in. The they goddamn got damn tournament. They got gifted into the fucking tournament. Um, 
Maryland. Maryland was ranked, and they were good all year. That's eight, at least eight teams that were ranked high at one point. Um, I was just looking at the past champions, and yeah, because you brought up, and there's not a mid-major close in the past 20 years. But getting back to the Big Ten, all year long we've had eight, eight teams ranked. And then we get to the tournament. Oh, look at the Big Ten. They got 10 teams in the tournament. Will we finally see a Big Ten champion in 20 years? Look out for Michigan and Ohio State. At the end of the first week, there's one Big Ten team left. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan. One Big Ten team left. Yeah. It's embar- it was embarrassing. I'm done listening to these people. Oh no! Call the Big Ten the best when we haven't we haven't done anything since Michigan State won it in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Yep, yep. And I think and really, (laughs) it wasn't even close. The tournament games are not even close with the big Ohio State losing to a fifteen seed. That cannot happen. Right. Purdue losing North Texas. That cannot happen. Rutgers choking against Houston. Houston. Michigan State choking against UCLA. Yeah. Um, but then UCLA ended up being good. But still, they had a nine-point lead. They choked. They choked. They choked. So who is so? Which team? Which Big Ten team was the biggest disappointment then? Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. They had Ohio State. You cannot lose no. that game. And guy, my friend said it too. Like, fucking Ohio State would just. <laughs> They wouldn't know how to close a damn game. Like, even in the Big Ten tournament, they would just, like, get out this huge lead and they wouldn't close the game. And he says it in the chat, Ohio State, going to be a first-round exit in the tournament. Like, yeah, I don't know. It half, in the season. He was half serious, half joking, but, like, it happened. And the thing about these games that Ohio, that Ohio State had is they had, like, they had multiple opportunities on the line. They were on the line in a tied game or to take the lead. At the free throw line. Fucking clank, clank, clank. And it, it goes to overtime. And you figure, you go to overtime against the 15 seed, you're the 2 seed. You flex the muscle and say, fuck it. I was, we're going to win this game. And I, they was don't, they get, over, they I was get, happy when overtime because I hit Ohio State minus 15 and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. You they, maybe they're the, going to cover in overtime. You can kiss the 15 and a half goodbye. But, like, dude. And that's you can't you can't have that happen. It's a 15 seed, and it looked like an actual legitimate team, like later in the tournament. But still, you can't have that happen. They can't happen. Then another thing, we we give the like the country gives the Big Ten the excuse. Oh, it's just bad matchups. (laughs) Well, that's ridiculous. I would just say too, like it wasn't like these teams came out and shot like shot the lights out, and they played unbelievably well. The Big Ten just played that bad. No. Right, they did. They, they just played bad. Like some of these teams were bad teams. Same thing with Purdue. Purdue North Texas. That was very bad too because North Texas got their <laughs> asses kicked in the second round. Whereas Old Roberts was terrible. North Texas is bad. And like same thing. It was another overtime game, and they got f- beat by fourteen in overtime. Purdue did. Yes, they didn't score in overtime. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't score until like that one minute left in overtime. <laughs> Holy shit. I think, yeah, I think going... Yeah, I mean, dude, Oral Roberts actually looked good. That was the one team that actually impressed me. Like, the yeah, 
from an upset perspective, like Oral Roberts played well. Yeah, they had the they had the country's leading scorer, and then they had like this guy O'Banner. They had so A. Smith was the leading scorer. They had O'Banner, who like is a forward. He's like a stretch forward that shot eighty percent from the line. Like this guy can actually like that's great. What your Ohio? I know. I'm game. saying they look good. North Texas looked like ass in the second. North half. Texas looked terrible. Yeah. Even when they won that game, they looked bad. Right. And then, yeah, they did. And then, what other game? Oh, oh Iowa just gets the absolute doors blown off by like 20 by Oregon. Yikes. And then Illinois win the Big Ten championship. And then, I mean, terrible. Like, this is a oh, bad yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention Illinois in my when I was listening to teams. Yeah. Okay, Illinois, they win the Big Ten championship. Then they get placed with Loyola Chicago. That's a terrible little thing there. Like, Loyola Chicago is a tough second-round matchup. Dude. They never had to lead in that game. I don't think it – and, it, like, Loyola Chicago, never in doubt. Like, never in doubt. They could get what they wanted offensively, and they were just shutting down Desumu and, like, Krutwig could get whatever he wanted. Yes. Against, against Kofi Coburn. Okay, it's Kofi Coburn. They couldn't, Coburn, guard, the, they couldn't guard the ball screen. And then all of a sudden, like, Loyola Chicago is blitzing Desumu and Curbelo, and, like, they're turning it over. A shit show of a showing from the Big Ten. The best team, the team that looked the best besides Michigan was Wisconsin. And yeah. they didn't look that great because they, well, they had the most justifiable loss, I would say, in losing to Baylor. Again, yeah. And you could say, well, so well, uh, Rutgers lost to Houston, but they had like a fifth, they had a nine point lead with like five minutes to go against Houston. And they just choked that away. So I was like, that's kind of a bad look on the Big Ten, too. And Maryland lost to Alabama. So that one's also justifiable. No, I don't. I can't remember what Maryland did, but well, Mar- well Alabama year. killed Maryland. Yeah. yeah, right, and that was yeah going into next year. No, don't the, fall into the. Track. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to bet. There's like heavy against against Big Ten teams in the post season. in the postseason. Yes, there's a see. There's a fundamental flaw I think with all the the way that that shit ranks out and how it happens and like. But we don't have to get into that. And no, I, but the thing, though, the thing, the other thing that sucked is like this. This year's tournament was so different than other tournaments in that you legit, like, you didn't have Duke and Kentucky. Right, and it, Kansas it, was down. In Kansas, and honestly, UNC. Like, you have UNC, Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky that aren't even contenders in this tournament. Yeah, and the Big Ten can't win a championship. Those teams are all going to be back next year. I mean, they're all going to be good. They're going to be back, and they're going to be good. Yeah. Right. It's stupid. It's stupid. Whatever. We're done with that. I will say, just to finish up tournament talk, congrats to BJ. BJ won uh, the Dart Me Pool. BJ was on Baylor from the start, he said, of the season. I don't know if I remember that or not. He said he was all over him at the start, placed a future wager on him. So, uh, good for BJ. I also hit uh, a big pool at uh, at a local establishment, uh, $90 entry for uh, winning team, losing team, final score. I only hit the championship game, uh, didn't even know my numbers, but got a contact from the official uh, bartender of Dartme, Pete, that I'd won. That was a nice $2,000 payout. So that was uh, that was pretty nice. That's big but uh, 
I, I, I mean, other than the Big Ten being a complete disappointment, I did find the tournament to be rather entertaining this year. Maybe not, I don't know, maybe not more entertaining than normal, but just the lack of having a tournament last year. It was just exciting to watch all the games and bet on all the games and whatnot, so. Right, exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got for that. Yeah, I mean, the tournament happened so long ago, it seems, but I mean, we had to get into it a little bit. Now we can get into a little bit of baseball if you guys want to. I don't know. I don't have much of a structure to this. I'm just. I just had a bunch of stuff written written down and go. We can go go around what you want to talk about. But well, why don't we just go? I mean, honestly, why don't we just go division by division and just talk? Right. Uh, whatever we want to talk about for each division. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. So let's start. Let's start American League and let's start in the AL East. Yes. So, yeah, the Red Sox in first place in the AL East. Oh, not to mention, by the way, ESPN now loves the Red Sox. <laughs> like, the Red Sox were not supposed to be good. Now they're 11-6. and six, And now, like, they're talking about the Red Sox as a legitimate threat now. Like, well, the, Red Sox are, the Red Sox are good now. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, how did no one see this coming? Rhino, Rhino was... He's on the over. Uh, was, bullish on, was bullish on the Red Sox. I, it's like no one saw this coming, which is just crazy to me. It's like, yeah, they, well, I think they're the second best record in baseball right now. Yeah, the, Yankees have, the Yankees have the worst record in the AL. Yeah, nobody saw this coming because they didn't see the Yankees being absolute turds. Like, dude, the Yankees, they... Are struggling. They're last in OPS right now, tied with the Rangers. Last Screw in OPS. the Yankees, dude. Screw the Yankees. I'm just about done with the Yankees. They're batting Aaron Hicks third. Yes. Yeah, and they continue to do it. And that that's not Aaron Hicks' fault. It's Aaron Boone is a dunce. It's like it's like that goofy meme. It's how hard is it to put together this lineup of stacked players, dude? Aaron Boone, he puts he puts Aaron Hicks in the in the three hole, zero for four two strikeouts. Next game, Aaron Hicks three hole, zero for four two one strikeout. I'll fucking do it again. Put him in the three hole. Like why is he doing that? You have to. And then all he says, and then all he says is, "Hey, the boys just aren't banging right now." Right, dude. Oh, it, it got so bad with the Yankees. Jay Bruce retired just now, middle of the season. He's like, I'm retired. <laughs> Jay Bruce stinks. Yeah, he was hitting three. <laughs> he was he was not hitting three. He was, he was in a game hitting three. Jay Bruce. Yeah. Jay Bruce stinks. <laughs> he had to retire. You're yeah, the Yankees. You're the Yankees, dude. You have Jay Bruce as your first baseman with the Yankees. When Voigt goes down, the next solution is Jay Bruce. Yeah, that's yikes. I mean, you can, you can go find someone in your farm system that's going to be better than Jay Bruce. You have LeMahieu, very good. <laughs> when did he retire, Ty? That's hilarious. I think like, it was like yesterday. yesterday. Yes, no, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. LeMahieu, Judge. <laughs> he Stanton. said, fuck this, dude. He's probably hitting like 117, striking out, yeah. And get, just, and just getting uh, demolished by the New York media. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you should have LeMahieu to Judge 3 every game. It's not, it's not hard. Just do it. 
Uh, they're not banging. Just put him, may you two yeah. judge three. Mystery, Dude, it's, mystery it's, solved. Dude, I think it's kind of panic mode right now with the Yankees because also like, who who's pitching for them right now? It's only Cole. It's like Cole and who else is gonna be a good arm for him? Well, I can tell you who's not a good arm, and that's Corey Kluber. No, he's not. He's washed. He's terrible. They have Rugnit Odor playing. They, that's the other thing you picked up. Rugnit Odor. I mean, this guy is terrible. No, he is. That I saw. Yeah, John Boy Media goes. Do they realize that he's not good at the baseball? He's he he's literally never been good. No, he hasn't. His career highlight is punching up Batista. Well, I mean, it would be for anybody, but like, that's the only thing people know him for. Like, he doesn't do anything with the stick. And he strikes out a ton. Aaron Hicks batting three. Okay, I mean, I can't even. I can't even. I I can't come up with a reasonable explanation for it. No. Hey, Hicks isn't working out. Let's go to Gardner. Yes, that happened. I I don't know. I guess I'm not like upset, but I just don't. Yeah, you know, I'm done with the Yankees. I was a fantasy owner of Hicks. I dropped him. I had to drop him. He's terrible. He's, he's not good. He's not good. No. Not a good player. He's not. Yeah, that's the L East. Well, I guess you can say the the Rays swept the Yankees. They're looking a little bit better. Um, hold on. I have to go on mute a second, okay? Yeah. Well, Ty's on mute. I'll talk about the next division, I guess. Talk about the Central. Um and in the central, the Royals are currently leading the division with a nine and five record. And then you have the Indians, White Sox, and Twins kind of all log jammed in there. Um, and then the Tigers bringing up the rear. I was bullish on the Royals. I think the Royals low key have a good team. The Indians cannot hit at all. Um, and the White Sox and Twins, I think they're both going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. But the Central's probably, in my opinion, a three-team race. More likely a two-team. But I think the Royals have an outside chance, I guess I would say, of potentially sneaking in there. I just think they're, like I said, I think they're low-key good. Um, mm-hmm. But... The White Sox and the Twins are going to figure it out. Those are the top two teams in the division. I don't think the Indians are good at all. Like, their pitching's decent, but they can't hit at all. No. Yeah, they haven't been hitting at all. I mean, you got... I think J. Ram has come around and hit, like, two tanks. Um, and they'll, he's hit... I think he's hit two recent tanks. But, like, the Royals in first place. So the Royals are good. The, yeah, we're through the AL East right now, and we have... AL East and AL Central right now. We have the Red Sox in first place and the Royals in first place in these divisions. So that's where we're at right now. It's but early. It is early, but like. I will not be shocked when the Royals make the playoffs, though. I'm not calling it. I just won't be shocked. They're getting some decent um, pitching, too, from. Uh, well, Junis has actually had some decent starts. and um, They have like, Mike Miner. Like, like I mean... And Singer. Singer isn't terrible, like, and he's been looking the worst out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, I I mean, I think I said it on an earlier pod. They have five guys that are, like, 
legit number threes. And if you have five guys that are legit threes, you can squeak by and win games. Um, again, I don't, I don't think they're going to win the division, but I do think like I've bet them over on their, on their win total. And so mm. I'm hoping this continues. Uh, singers. I mean, singers, not great. Like I said, singers probably a three or four in, in mm-hmm. other rotations, but he's a young promising guy. That's exciting for them. Uh, right. And their I do their lineup is good. I mean, it's yeah, and Solaire's not even hitting it that well. And El, I mean, he said he hasn't like been showing the power yet right now. And then also like Adalberto Mondesi is injured. I don't know what you expect to get out of him. Just a guy that he's a firecracker, I guess you could say, so he gets on base. But well, and and when he went out, then Nicky Lopez came up. Nicky Lopez is one of their top prospects, I believe. So. It's, I mean, you hope he can pick up the slack. Obviously, they need modesty to be competitive. Mm-hmm. He's one of their top guys. But then, dude, you, you mentioned the East and the Central. Then go to the West. The Mariners are winning the West. Yeah, exactly. They, and that's what I'm saying with the AL. Like, what is happening in this league? They're not, they're just not playing baseball. I think it's a product of just early season. Didn't have a full year last year. Things are, I think it'll all hash out, but... It's starting to look to me, and I'm not certain this is going to be the case, but it's starting to look to me like you can probably bank on a lot of unders this year, which I guess I didn't even think about. Like thinking just teams are going to have injuries, more injuries this year because guys didn't have full seasons last year. Pitchers aren't going to be able to go as long because they didn't have full seasons last year. You can probably bank on a lot of unders. I think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be a lot of tight races at the end of the year. Now it could just pan out and be normal, but mm-hmm. usually, usually you see twenty games into a season, you start to kind of see those teams that ex- were expected to be good rising to the top, and we're just not seeing that. Yeah, it's right early. Now. It's yeah. early, but I mean, the Astros were projected to win that division. They're seven and eight. The Twins were projected to win the Central. They're six and eight. The Yankees were projected to win uh, their division. They're five and ten. Right. It's bad. It's it's bad. So the thing, well, I was also I forgot to show. We had a chance to lay on Shane Bieber too with the Indians. He's got forty eight strikeouts this year in twenty nine. He's setting records again. I think I read yeah. he's the first pitcher to have at least ten strikeouts in his first four starts since like nineteen oh four or something like that. So he's still dealing. It's 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 insane. But yes, um, moving on to the AL West. Um, I was going to say about the Astros. So the Astros start the season off; they sweep the A's. It's like, hell yeah! Like they they look really good. Then they go and get swept by the Tigers, and they're be- oh. like, and then the after the A's got swept by the Astros, you're like, oh shit! Hey, what's happening, man? Then they go and then they go in win eight straight games. So yeah, they're nine and one in their last ten. I think they yeah. lost their they like lost their first six. Or something like that, and then they're nine and they're they're nine and one in their last ten, doing just typical Oakland A shit. Right, right. I don't know. The American League is a total. I don't like any team from the American League. No, 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 none, none of the teams have really impressed me thus far. I guess you could say you're impressed by the Red Sox. You don't. I don't call them legit because, you know, why? They're not even trying to win. I mean, according to what we know, 
Right, yeah. Right. But now you let... The thing is, now, let's just say they weren't really trying to win. Now, maybe they were. I, I could be wrong. But let's just say that they were taking this year as like, hey, we'll see what happens, and yada, yada, yada. Well, the longer you let them hang around, the more likely they are to try to win and pick guys up and become a legitimate contender. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. No, it's they a full-on route. Like, they have some pieces. And now, if I'm the Yankees, I'm thinking, we don't want to let them hang around too long because – they have money and they can get guys. They have guys. They can mm-hmm. get more guys and be yes. a legitimate contender in this division. And you don't want the Red Sox being a legitimate contender because, like I said, they have money. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. scary. You can say it's early, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm calling this a full on problem right now for the AL East because, like, the Yankees are 5 and 10 right now. They don't look good at all. Like, nothing is clicking. They can't win games when Garrett Cole is pitching right now. And then you said the Red Sox. Wait, wait, guys, we have the Rays in second place. And what do we say about the Rays? Like, they lost Snell. They lost Morton. They're your second place team right now. And we talked about their lineup before in the past. Like, okay. like, <laughs> Dude, the, the Orioles are not going to compete. The Blue the Jays maybe- starting rotation is putrid. Yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's Eovaldi, Hulk, Martin Perez, Nick Pavetta, and Garrett Richards. This rotation is awful. Yes, it is. It's very bad. But, dude, if they, they get Chris Sale back, and then they go pick up a guy, and then it's like, oh, it's not that bad. I know. That's true. Chris Sale is coming back in, like, June. Chris Sale, Chris Sale comes back. They go, and, they go and get a guy, and now... They're the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you you let them do it to you. You let them do it to you. Yeah, um, I don't really have much more on the AL other than I'm kind of waiting for some of these teams to live up to their expectations, I guess. And no, I, I don't know. I'm not impressed by any AL team. I don't see any AL team as a legitimate threat to win the World Series right now, but. That could obviously change. Right. Yeah. But we can go to the we can go to the NL unless you have anything else. Yes, let's go to the NL. Let's go to the NL. Okay. Uh we'll just go in order of standings. We can start in the east. Right. Um the Mets look the Mets look tough. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. They do it. They could win a DeGrom start. They won on. They won a DeGrom start yeah, over the weekend. Um, and a double header against the Rockies, but they could win a, a couple seven, more. Seven inning game. Yeah, seven inning game. By the way, fucking DeGrom struck out nine batters in a row in that game. The next guy that came up hits a ground ball. He gets on on an air, and they score 300 runs. I was like, oh no, here it comes again. The Mets are going to blow it, but they ended up scoring four runs, so yeah, they win the game, but yeah, I would just say about the Mets, like I don't, I still don't buy their lineup. I don't think they hit that well. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad lineup. I just, I, I don't. They're, they're winning games based off pitching, is what I would say. Yes. Um, Stroman's been unbelievable. Yeah, I hate that. Taiwan Walker's been really good. Um, they still have Carrasco and Syndergaard coming back. 
Luke Casey's going to get bumped out of that rotation. David Peterson's going to get bumped, but David Peterson's been really good too. That rotation's going to be a serious problem if it stays healthy. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not cliche saying that. Right, no. But you can also look at it too maybe and be like, well, the Mets did play. Um, they got the benefit of playing the Marlins and the Rockies, but they were in Colorado, so. The whole the whole Rockies in Colorado thing gets blown out of proportion a little bit, doesn't it? Well, right now, it's, well, I think this season too, maybe too, because they don't have Arenado in the lineup, so it's like basically black men. Like the Rockies are bad in story, story yeah. too. Thanks for playing Rockies. You're... The Rockies are very bad. They're four and twelve. They're, they're very not... bad. They might be the worst team in in baseball. Yes, yes. they're not going to win sixty five games. I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to me. They have, they still have Story and Blackman. Yeah, they do. They do, but I can't name a single pitcher. Well, Marquez. John Gray. John Zatella. <laughs> they have John Gray. They got a chance. They have Chichi Gonzalez and she- Austin Gomber. My God. They have Kyle Freeland on the IL, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's actually. The Rockies too. Ryan McMahon's been absolutely raking, mm-hmm. but yeah, that team is terrible. Uh, so yeah, there's the Mets. The Phillies are 500. The Marlins are seven and eight. The Braves are seven and nine. The Nationals are five and nine. Um, the Braves are just banged up right now like crazy. Like they have so many injuries right now. They haven't looked good either. Like they haven't pitched well. They haven't hit well. Other than Acuna, who's been absolutely insane out of his mind like he's literally single-handedly led kept them afloat yes he has uh freeman's been good freeman freeman's been good not mvp good acuna's been like all world and then the rest of the lineup's been puke and now ozzy's on the il uh they lost their center fielder pache um their pitching's been. I mean, they lost Freed. Soroka's not back. Like mm-hmm. they're you, struggling. They need to stay in it. Are you worried yet? I'm worried if they get like they need to stay within three to five games at the All Star break, and when they get everyone back, I think they're going to go nuts in the second half. Like this team's going to hit. Yeah, this team is going to hit, but their bullpen is definitely not the same as it was last year. So I'm hoping that they make some moves to bolster that bullpen because that's pretty rough. And then the rotation needs to get back to, and that's the whole Pakoda thing is Pakoda was projecting that the Braves rotation was not going to be as good as it was. Now I'm not saying that is or is not the case, but Morton's been fine. Freed's now hurt. They need Freed back. Soroka has got to be back and got to be, he has to be good when he comes back. And then, like, Ian Anderson's not really doing what he, he's been okay. I mean, it's just, like, frustrating as a Braves fan because we're not seeing the pitching come to fruition. Like, all, like for all the years, it's like, oh, the Braves have all these young guys. Well, at some point, the young guys got to, like, do the damn thing. Right. You can't, you can't just have all the top prospects in baseball and then just have them not be good. No. No. So I don't know. Um, the Phillies. The Phillies can't swing it. They can't swing it. 
And yeah, they, they swept the Braves to start the season. I think the Phillies are good. I don't think they're like legitimate contenders in my mind, but we'll see. Whatever. Honestly, I was low on the Nationals. They're five and nine. I'm not surprised by that. I just I don't really buy it with the Nationals. I think they have the pitchers, but I don't I think they're gonna be fourth in division. Yeah. Well the thing okay, one thing, first thing here. Sor- Soroka's supposed to come back in June now. Yeah, but he hit, yeah, he got he 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 tore his Achilles and now he's got shoulder pain. Yeah, that sucks. I that sucks. That's very bad. Um, also, I mean, Phillies, I can say, well, Phillies, they had a great outing Sunday by Nola, nine innings. Um, <laughs> I decrow a little bit there. I don't know. Oh. I would say this is still, I would say this is still a, a three team. I mean, I guess I could say four team. I really think it's realistically a three team race between the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves, but I think the Mets have. Definitely come out and said, "Hey, we're the team to beat in the East." And I'm not saying that I don't. I I still think the Braves are going to win the East, but I'm saying that at this point, like the Mets have come out and yeah. clearly shown that they are the team to beat in the East, and I wouldn't be surprised if they. I mean, we both bet them under, but right, exactly. It's early, but they look good. Uh, they did have they did have uh, they did have a COVID issue, which like they didn't even play games, so they're only seven and four. They are, they have, for instance, they have five less games than the Phillies. So that'll, I mean, that'll come into play at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't say I'm panicking on the Braves, but they need to stay close while they're banged up. Acuna just got hurt last night. So hopefully that's not serious. He was just diving back into first. Yeah. Got Freed got Freed got Freed. Was it Freed? They got hurt. Did it run the bases? Yeah, <laughs> he got shelled. Right now, said. Yeah, he well, he dude, he was going to come out of the game, and then he went and ran the bases, and then hurt his hamstring or something. Jesus Christ! Why? Why? Why do we keep every rule with the DH? That's just what I don't understand. We're starting runners on second base. We're playing seven inning double headers, and then we just like two weeks before the season, we're like, yeah, we're not going to have the DH. I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. They're going to go to it next year, so I don't know why they did this one year of going back to it when they're going to switch back to the DH next year. Stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. It's 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 very stupid. It's Manfred, though. I don't like watching pitchers hit. No, nobody does really. Well. then, I mean, it's a very polarizing topic. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that we kind of want to see the DH. I mean, there's some sort of strategy stuff, I guess people can say, with the National League, but that's a, it's a whole separate topic that, I mean, I don't know. I don't not know. to mention, Ozuna's not really hitting. Rhino, no. Rhino has not been seeing him uh, pump in the bat. When he pumps, he's seeing it, and he's not been pumping too much. So He wasn't pumping it early in the season. But Sunday Night Baseball, there were a couple of bats where he was – pumping it and he got seems every time he's pumping his bat he's getting a knock no he's seeing the ball too he got a walk he was pumping hard he got a walk he's seeing it when he's pumping it's, no it's <laughs> tough to get him the, the one at bat in Sunday Night Baseball he looked at like a fucking curveball it was, it was like a, a set, it was a 65 mile an hour curveball <laughs> he's like he like steps out of the box he's like pissing he's like, he like pumps that three fucking hard times 
Then he gets a knock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he gets a knock. <laughs> the thing I was going to bring up to here, the Nationals, is Strasburg is now hurt. Like, they, that could be it. I don't know if that's going to be a serious issue or not. He's going to be coming back on the 30th of April. And right now, too, Corbin has been looking like shit. Yeah, it's been it's like bad. 20, 21.32 ERA. Not great. I think he got lit up for like nine earned his last outing. Yeah. He's a three whip. Not good boys, but yeah, I don't know. The Marlins are good. The The Marlins are like low-key good too, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like they made the playoffs last year, and then they were like, the analysts were like, well, like, that ha-ha. was kind of just a, that was a fluke. It was, dude, they have actually a good rotation. Right. Yes. Jazz you, Chism, exactly. I don't know. Jazz Chisholm has been awesome. Um, so I mean, that's definitely it's not like a gimme, is what I'm trying to say. Because you have no. to play everyone in your division. The Marlins are not a gimme series. No, 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 no. But I don't know. These is going to be interesting. We can move to the to the central. Um, yeah. Two, which the Reds are leading at nine and six. Yeah. The Reds actually, they're a nightmare. They actually came out hitting it really well. And you, you figured, like, and then even without with Castillo being a bag of, bag of crap right now, too, the Reds are still up there, nine and six. I wouldn't say Castillo's been a bag of crap. He had one bad outing. Well, he's got a 7.04 ERA. I know, I based on one bad outing and then one good one. That's one outing, yeah, you're right. I apologize, but like but the problem with the problem with the Reds is like the bottom of their rotation or the bottom of their uh, the bottom of their lineup. Yeah. Well, is, now they're getting Sunday back too, or they got him back for like a game. Is Naquin like legit? Yeah, that's what does he have? He has like five bombs, six bombs. No, but no, yeah, it, it's incredible what he's doing too. Um. You know, the He's got six stop. bombs. Joey Vado, I think, has three bombs. I think, like, I don't know what the hell happened. Joey Vado's like, all of a sudden, okay, now I'll hit bombs, but he's always the, I'm just going to be the OBP guy. He has three bombs this year. He had, like, he was hitting, like, ten bombs one year before. No, yeah, in, 20, in 2019, he had 15 bombs. Year before, he had 12 bombs. Like, now is he going to start hitting bombs again? He's like, I don't know. Because he, he has three right now, which is incredible given what he has done the past three years in the bombs category. I don't know. I can see this team winning the division. I'm Absolutely. Uh, Tyler, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tyler, is it Melee? Tyler Maley. That guy's good. <laughs> that guy's really good. Um, and they just got Gray back too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Miley's been pitching. It says that their number three is Jeff Hoffman. I've never heard of that guy in my life, but Gray, Miley, and and Castillo are all pretty good pitchers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this right division's now, wide yeah. open. So it is. It is. The Brewers right now, um, they're sitting second. The, the Brewers haven't hit at all. They they can't hit the ball. Yelich goes down, Wong goes down, and now they really can't hit the ball. Like 
their starting pitching is keeping them alive. Right. Their starting pitching has been the best in baseball. Yes. Yes. They're they're hitting their their starting yeah. lineups maybe been the worst in baseball. Yeah. Yelich and Wong hurt are both hurt, and that's that's bad. And that leads you to lead and off Jackie leads, Bradley Jr. And then you have you wanted Keston to step into the the uh, cleanup spot. Keston's not doing anything right now. No. Isn't Kane hurt too? Yeah. Yes. Kane You're relying on Shaw and Narvaez day in, day out. To provide, like to produce. And it's, it's, it sucks. Yes. Another thing that's uh, kind of scary is Devin Williams is kind of hit, is hittable this year. Yeah. I guess you could, yeah. And with all that, you're, you're only one game back. And it's early. Well, you're wasting these you fucking not, starts, too. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if Woodruff, Woodruff has, no, okay, this is like a win column thing, but I think he has won the win column or they've won one of the games that he's pitched in and he has been, like, absolutely phenomenal. Same with Corbin Burns. They've, I think they've lost, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many games they've won. I don't think Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns that might have one win. How many games have the Brewers won when Corbin Burns or Woodruff are pitching? It should be more. Because they literally give up like one run, and they can't, and then it gets like they're you're wasting these it starts. Seems like Josh Hader hasn't pitched. No, Josh Hader has Josh Hader has pitched three innings this year. That needs to and like change. that's the thing. This offseason was like, well, we're gonna try to get Hader into traditional closing role, and then it's like, well, it's all fine and good. Now he's pitched only three innings, which sucks out loud. Well, the Brewers back end is stinks. It's still good. And now right. it's still good. And then we have we also have JP Fireisen coming in. He's kind of like a seventh inning guy. He's yeah, so, he's solid. That one game though, when they had they had the lead against the Cubs in the eighth inning, top of the order coming for the Cubs. One run ball game. Yeah, they you, throw in Brent Suter. You cannot go to Suter. Why the fuck situation? did they go to Suter? I mean, Suter is. Suter is uh, you're getting blown out or you're blowing a team out and you want to eat innings to save your bullpen. That's yeah. what he is. You silly Suter. This yeah. guy is not a guy you put in a high leverage situation ever. That's it's, what not, I it's not acceptable. BJ would say different. Like, well, before that, he, was, he was nine and one with this ERA. It's like, sweet, dude. He's not like a guy that, oh, all right, go up there in the eighth and go, go pitch the top of the lineup. No, why? And, and plus, there's a second. Like he's like one of those guys where it's a one time through type thing, or you know, whatever. Like like you said, he's like not a high leverage guy. He eats innings. Like he can pitch with a lead. I'm, I would say he can pitch with a lead in my eyes if you fucking pitch him in the like the middle innings or whatever, mid to mid innings, not like an eighth inning type thing. When that's the second time you saw Contreras in a short amount of time, and of course he goes yard. Like he's a gimmicky guy. He fucking. He messes with timing or whatever. Every time he comes to the game, not, the announcer has to go, look how fast he works and do that no, shit. That's all he brings to the table. That's basically. not what you want on a reliever. Nowadays, you want your reliever throwing gas. People must love playing defense behind the suit. Look how fast he works. Yeah, I get it. But, like, dude, sometimes it's like. Like I he, said, I, th- I think he just needs to be an eat innings guy. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. I don't know. That was a stupid-ass move. And I don't know because they didn't want to pitch Devin Williams back to back is what BJ said. 
where's Hader? He's pitched. I'm trying and to find that's, Then it goes back to the thing where it was, we're trying to use Hader in a traditional closer role. Pitched, and that's when you would say, why the fuck would you put Suter in and not like JP, Fireisen, or like Boxberger, or Hader's literally anybody else? Four times this year in 15 games. Yes. Yes. And the thing with yeah, that game is they had an off day the next day. It's not like, oh, our guys are our guys are really overworked right now and we have a game tomorrow. No, they had an off day the next day and they said, go ahead, Suter. I mean, I love, I like Suter. He's been proven that he's a decent pitcher for us, but like that's not a situation where you want him out there. I don't know. My thought, my thought with the Brewers is that, and I, you guys can you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but like in my opinion, the pitching's not going to stay this dominant. So, the concern for me would be you're a game above 500 with the best rotation in Major League Baseball right now, up to this point, performance wise. What's going to happen when they come back down to earth and you have? Dude, their lineup tonight was Jackie Bradley Jr. leading off, Omar Narvaez, Abisail Garcia, Travis Shaw, Hira, Billy McKinney, Urias, Robertson, Jace Peterson, and Woodruff. Yeah. I mean, you, and they're beating the Padres right now, granted, but Woodruff's throwing a gem. Um, so, like, so, like, my thought is, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think they need to offload one of their relievers and get another stick in the lineup. Because I mean, I know I know that Williams hasn't been pitching that good, but they have two legit closers on their team. I mean, Williams is a legit closer. I know he hasn't pitched that great. I don't know why that is, or if it's fluky or whatnot. But th- their their point of strength right now is the, obviously their rotation, but like. Mm-hmm. You could offload a bullpen guy and get a, I mean, just a, a stick. Like, they just need another stick. If, well, you could say that. Well, right now it's look, looking like that. I don't know how it's going to look when Wong and Yelich come back, but yeah. Well, it, Wong's not a freaking powerhouse, though. Like, it's not like Wong's a great hitter. Oh, right. No, that's absolutely true. But like, They need Yelich to be Yelich. Kane being hurt does not surprise anyone, or should no, not surprise it, anyone. It does. Yeah, a stick would be nice. Like, any sort of offense would be nice. Because the rotation is going to be, if they can throw out Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta three, you know, three to five starts a week or three to four starts a week, whatever it might be, like you're going to be in games. But if you waste those starts, that's, I mean, that's frustrating. And like I said, Peralta has been really good this year. We know he's not going to be. Yeah. lights out all year i mean he's gonna still be a three and a half era upper threes guy like he that's still good I, he's not gonna be sub two no and mr anderson is even like decent the rotation's <laughs> like, fine the rotation's fine it's like no, they i'm saying mr another... anderson is looking decent like that should yeah, be no, like, I, I know to happen. And it's he's like four. Oh, what happens when he's not when he yeah what happens when mr anderson is like actually a 4.5 ERA guy. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to, like, legitimately, <laughs> Rotochamp has his projected ERA for the season at 4.5. That's where I expect them to be. Yeah. So when these guys, they have the pitching to literally win the division. I just worry that with this lineup, they're going to, 
I don't, they have to look to try and make a move. And the only spot that I could see where they could make a move, I mean, maybe maybe deal a, a Josh Hader. And it's not from a selling standpoint. It's of a standpoint of it's our highest piece of value that I don't know if Hader really takes the Brewers to the next step. Yeah. Whereas a hit, like a if you get a hitter in there, I mean, you hope Travis Shaw hits the whole year. I don't, he's going to come back down to earth. Trust me. Yes. You hope. He does, but I mean, you can't be running out Chase Peterson and Billy McKinney and Dan Rob. Yeah, you can't be running these guys out there and expect to win the division. If your other, your best hitter, like Yelich has got to be Yelich. And mm-hmm. like, I think they're fine. They're actually playing pretty decent baseball for how terrible they've hit. But yeah. I mean, maybe you put in JP in a little bit of a higher, like you you could take Williams and put him in a closer role and have JP set up for him and maybe flip Hader for a, a stick. Like you could get a guy for him. That right. that would be something I would entertain. That thing I would have in there, the logistics behind this move is that team would be picking up, would be trading for Josh Hader, but they would be so. Theoretically, they are buying and trying True. to go all in. Who are they going to give up? Like, they, True. They get a, like a major league stick for that? No, they'd just be like, well, we don't want to give away our guy at that position. That would be the one thing. And, no, but I mean, I don't know what control Hater has, but it could be a future. I mean, Hater is still a young guy, young younger guy. Like, it could still be a future move for an organization. I don't know what Hater's, I don't know what his contract looks like or his, or his age is, but like, he's still got life. It's not like he's at the end of his career or anything uh he's 27 years old so like right yeah i just i think they devin williams can close baseball i mean it's closers like their bullpens they're the their most movable pieces is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. the, the brewers they were hoping that well i think brewers front office or whatever and brewers fans are hoping that kesson here could actually hit the ball this year and he's not doing that at all like he's looked like garbage he had like a good half season where he like showed that i don't know like he looked really good and now he hasn't been able to hit since then and they signed they signed hater to a 6.6 million dollar deal for this year so and in my and in my eyes, too, the Brewers made a weird-ass move trading Arcia for some bullpen arms. Well, it looks really strange now. Yeah, it took one Wong injury, and now it looks like, okay, we are absolutely fucked. Because like, we have fucking... Chase Peterson? Chase Peterson and Daniel Robertson are like, oh, okay, now we have to go to these guys every day. One of these guys every day. Yeah, it... It's it's looking to be kind of weird now. It was weird to me at the start. I'm not gonna lie. I've always hated, I've always hated Orlando Arcia, but man, he's better than Jason Peterson <laughs> and Daniel Robertson. Yeah, and I like the move from a Braves perspective. I I know I flipped on it. I did. It was dumb. <laughs> for reference for the pod BJ came out and said the Brewers are trying to deal Orlando Arcia my immediate response was who in the fuck would want Orlando Arcia two minutes later BJ uh, messaged that the Braves had picked him up 
at which point I immediately said that I liked the move. It was kind of a flip. But for reference, I meant because the Braves are picking him up as a bench bat, and the Braves literally have like the worst bench in baseball, with Pablo Sandoval being the best, the best bench hitter that they have, and no backup or depth to back up Ozzy or um, to back up Ozzy or uh, Dansby. So, or or even Travis Shaw for that matter, like Tra- or not Travis Shaw, uh, Austin Riley, who can't hit so i mean i liked the move from a depth perspective but it was a weird move for me for the brewers to make like i don't know if they got worse from the move yeah i don't know if they're like they got chad sabatko who's not like i hope he's not in their bullpen and then they got a an upside guy um that could potentially like pitch for him in the next two to three years for for a guy that was starting consistently every game for him and the best playoff hitter in Brewer history. Yeah, that's true. Best playoff hitter in Brewer history. I don't know. It was a weird move to me. I, I don't – obviously, I think their thinking was they wanted to get Urias consistent time, which he seems to be hitting since the move. So, I don't know. Maybe it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they did it. There's like – that's exactly why they did it. You have Travis Shaw at their base. Like, mm-hmm. they, oh. they must believe in Travis Shaw. Well, that's, I think they had, that was like, okay, uh, Travis Shaw is actually hitting to start the year. <laughs> Move him, or you trust this, that he can still do it? Like, Travis Shaw was the best hitter to start the year for the Brewers. I mean, I want to be clear. Travis Shaw, Travis Shaw's hitting two sixty. I mean, he's it's fine. He's at three tanks and thirteen RBIs. He's been he's been fine. He's been serviceable, but like he's been the best Brewers hitter. Yeah, and he's hitting way better than expected. Like this is going to go down. Yeah, yeah it will. Mm-hmm. It will. This is going to get worse. It will. I mean, this guy was and cut. The this guy was cut by the Brewers. Yes, and he didn't make it other places. <laughs> he went to Toronto <laughs> didn't and didn't, like, didn't play. No, no, he didn't. And the Pirates, the Pirates just are, the Brewers just lost a series to Pirates, too, so. Yeah. Um, and there's, just, to, just to talk about, like, yeah, the Pirates are 7-9. and nine. They're not good. The Cubs are 6-9. and nine. They can't hit at all, which is weird to me because they have – like actually, they have a decent lineup. Um, they're—I don't know—they have like guys, is what I'm saying. Like they have Contreras, Baez, Rizzo, Bryant. Bryant's been hitting this year. They have, I don't know. Like when you see a Cubs lineup, it doesn't make you want to vomit. Like when you see a Brewers lineup, you see Jackie Bradley Jr. leading off. It makes you want to gag. Exactly. It, like that's all I'm saying. Like the Cubs lineup doesn't make you want to throw up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And but somehow they, it's hitting worse than the Brewers. I don't know. They can't hit. No, no, they can't. Somehow, I don't know. They can't hit. I don't know what it is. The Cardinals have been, eh, they've been decent. You're right. Yeah, I haven't seen much of the Cardinals. I mean, it is with the Nationals while we're recording, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about the Cardinals yet. Um. I think, honestly, this is a, 
I guess you'd take the Cubs out if you want, but I still think it's probably a four-team race. Yeah, it's. I think it's wide open too. Wide open. Then, then you you go to the West too. Here we got the Dodgers in first, of course. And then Padres. The Giants are actually looking good too. And then Padres, D-backs, and Rockies that are just awful. But, well, this 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 uh, division has been like the only one, maybe other than the East a little bit, but like that's kind of lived up to fruition. Like the Padres and Dodgers have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that you could say is like that we the Dodgers and Padres played a series over the weekend, and that series was actually like that was an awesome series to watch. Yeah, and I think they're I think they're going to face off again this week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. So it'll be pretty interesting. Like uh, it's it was um, it was Darvish versus Kershaw, and they both just were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And they're going to face off again on Friday. <laughs> that's going to be fun. I mean, I don't know, it's going to be a fun race. Like that's going to be those two teams are the best two teams in baseball. Well, you like to see it too because like. The series of the weekend, you like to see that, like, see the, the Dodgers. The Dodgers took the first two, and it's like, well, the Padres actually bounced back and like took the Sunday game, and not not to get swept, which is like, all right, sh- they showed some fight, and they're like, not gonna fuck like that. That was nice to see there. Like even after, like they kept the first two games close too. Like Friday went to extras, then in extras it got looking ugly. Saturday, I think Mookie had a diving catch to seal it. To, to win the game and then Sunday the Padres are like alright we're not going to get fucking swept here and, and they win the game I think they who they faced that game I don't know I can't Bauer. remember Bauer that game so I don't know and then also I have a note here I heard that Hosmer is 9 of 12 with two outs and runners in scoring position so he's clutching up well I love Hosmer <laughs> right, hey, maybe, Hos- maybe Hosmer's coming around <laughs> maybe he is he's definitely worth that dollar bid well, I got for a buck. I feel pretty good about that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Dodgers are literally the class of Major League Baseball. I mean, this this team is no one's even close to this team. Yeah, they might win 120 games. <laughs> I bet the under. The, it, it's looking dumb now. One thing for you that that might worry Dodgers fans. I don't know. It's, Bellinger actually his injuries actually has a hairline fracture in his left fibula now, so it's more serious I guess. I don't know how long the hairline fracture in left fibula is going to make him out for, but it was supposed to be some sort of calf injury. It turns out to be hairline fracture in left fibula, so I don't know. I'll keep an eye on that. That might be a little worrisome for him, but I mean they're still gonna they still have like a sick rotation and a sick lineup re- without him, but like. Lux just went on the aisle too. Yeah, Pollock's been a little banged up, but they have like, they just this is what they do. Um, they got this guy Zach McKinstry, who's just been really good for him. Um, and I've never heard of this guy <laughs> until he just comes up with them and is really good. Like it's just so annoying how they do this every, seemingly every year. They just have guys yeah i think yeah i don't know last year i think there's i heard something that they had the best farm in baseball and they're the best team in baseball so 
Just for reference, for Zach McKinstry, he's hitting 319 right now for the Dodgers. He has three home runs and 13 RBIs. When I looked at his projected stats uh, on RotoChamp, he was projected to hit 233 with four home runs and 15 RBIs for the season. So just as a reference, he's almost already hitting his numbers for the season. And he's 51 at-bats in. He was projected to have 116 at-bats this year. He already has 51, and he's raking. It's just annoying. (laughs) That's just really fucking good. So, I mean, that I, I, I hope the Padres make a run. Like, I hope they stay in it, and it's fun to watch all year. I don't know what you guys have to say about the Giants. Like, I'm not buying the Giants. I don't see why they're – I mean, I think it's fluky, probably. Their lineup is terrible. Yeah, I think they had – let me just check here. Well, they had a decently easy – no, let me check that. I don't know. They played the Mariners, Padres, Rockies, and Reds, and now they're playing the Marlins, so – could be a bit of a schedule there, but no, Kevin Gossman has looked good besides that one game that they played against the Reds. But yeah, I, I mean, Gossman's looked good, but then they have like <laughs> uh, Aaron Sanchez is in their rotation. Seriously, yeah. like Aaron Sa- Di Sclafani, Alex Wood. I don't know, it's just weird to me. This team they did it last year, though, like they came out and played well last year. The Diamondbacks and Rockies could be that bad where, like, the Giants could just be, like, somewhat competent. And it could be. I mean, the Rockies look like absolute dog. And the Diamondbacks are not the golf to get the start. So they could just be somewhat competent and then be a decent squad. Any, uh, any, any, like, we kind of made predictions by doing our win draft, but any drastic changes that you guys see that you're, like, feeling way different about now? Um, I would just say for me, I'm kind of losing faith fast in the Yankees. If something's not going to change there, like, I don't know. I mean, but if they, if they actually, I mean, they're five and 10, if they go like, what happens if the Yankees go 500? Fireboat. I mean, that's, they were rejected to win like 95 games. Yes, they were. I think they're the second highest win total. No, they still can't be. No, but they're the third highest win total besides. Buying the Padres. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you can have confidence in Lemayhu like hitting Judge and Stanton. Can you to figure the fuck out? No. Judges Stanton needs to figure it the fuck out. I own Judge in fantasy. In fantasy, or the whole team needs to figure it out. But like, Judge is fine, not great. But it's fine, Stanton's like, not good. But Stanton's what are like? Here's the thing with the Yankees. What do they have coming? Are they missing a big? They're missing. They're missing Severino, right? And Voit. Severino and Voit. Yeah, that's it. I know, <laughs> dude. It's not good. I said I'm losing faith. I don't know. Maybe I'm. No, I agree. I mean, no, I agree. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what, what are we supposed to look forward to? I mean, is Voight that much of a impact in this lineup? Firing Aaron Boone a week from now. That's what you look forward to. Aaron Boone needs to do something, or 
doesn't need to do something. He's just like stop thinking so hard and just put together a simple lineup instead of doing stupid things we talked about early in the pot. It's like, what are you trying to prove here? What is Hicks in the third? Like, what is that? Is it some sort of like, I'm doing a righty-lefty split here so I don't have people, like, stop doing stupid shit and put in guys who can actually hit the ball. Cause Hicks if, the Yankees, if the Yankees start the season 10-20, and 20, Boone's getting fired. Dude, yes. I think Kevin Cash had some sort of meeting um, while we like we were recording. I don't know what he would say, but like for nothing. Like he's not gonna fire. I don't. He's not gonna fire him there. If but they're like, ten and twenty. They're getting fired. Yeah, the thing that Kevin Cat or their owner or whatever is having a a meeting, a press conference. That's that's not good. You're, it's not good times right now. Wow, I don't know. I'm. It's weird to me, but I would say another thing too. Um, I would just say, like I like I said before, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of just tempering expectations on a lot of these teams based on we're coming off a season that's never happened before in Major League history. So I think the impacts are still going to be felt for a good majority of this season. Like, I think we still have a chance to have these no-name teams be contenders would be my, would be my takeaway, I guess. Uh, it's fair. Like, maybe the Mariners aren't bad, is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. I've, I maybe. would assume that by the All-Star break, things will kind of hash out, but... Dude, I think we're only getting started on the injury thing. Um, just guys not getting a full season and then coming back and playing mm-hmm. a full season. And I know we give managers shit because it seems like they sit guys like every four days now. But maybe they're doing that because... No, there's a guys, lot of people. There's a lot of people on the IL. And it's all, I think it's only going to get worse, which could drastically change rotations and lineups which could drastically impact records and standings yeah yeah i mean dude the yankees here's the other thing i mean i know i mentioned it but they had judge and stanton if 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 they had like stanton goes down with an injury and then urshela gets hurt or something you're going okay i get why they're five and ten but that's not the case no (laughs) stanton's not good he might not be good. He, yeah, he, he might not be good anymore. Uh, I mean, he has three bombs, so. Honestly, he's not good. I, I don't think he's good. He's good. <laughs> Brown, he's good. He, I mean, he's an MVP. He, he won the MVP. He hits absolute tanks. He might be the strongest guy in baseball. He hits the ball harder than anyone in baseball on a consistent basis when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Well, he's healthy right now. I'm, I'm just saying, like... He's hitting 176. Well, he's yeah, a two, he he's well, a two. the whole team hitting, like... I don't know. The whole team is hitting like shit. They have the Braves coming up. 
for a two gamer. That's what yeah, Stanton's bombs. You want to hear Stanton's bombs the last three years? Yeah. Three, four, and three. <laughs> yeah, he's not, not healthy. Is that real? He's not good. That's real. <laughs> three. I mean, yeah, really real. Three, four, and three. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, he might not be good. Well, he has he has three already this year, so that's a positive. Is. Well, you you're including this year, dude. He's got three this year. He had three and four in nineteen and twenty. Okay. Yeah. He already has three this year. He's gonna hit thirty plus tanks. He better. Well, yeah. This guy went thirty-seven. Dude, this guy went. 22, 34, 37, 24, 37, 27, 27, 59, 38. He's going to get his. Yeah, she needs to get his. Yeah, the only problem is he hits Brian Aaron Hicks. (laughs) Yeah, that's never anybody on base for him. Uh, Yeah, we've we've hammered that point home. Yeah, I can't even. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't really have uh, much more to talk about, but. It was no. good to talk about uh, baseball for sure. Um, it's been a fun start to the season in regards to just having a bunch of teams still in it. So uh, we'll see kind of where things go. Mm-hmm. Anything else, fellas? Yeah, real quick. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I made three plays for um, Tuesday's game. Three plays. Already, I have the Diamondbacks plus one eighteen or plus one fifteen um, against the Reds. Game over Castillo. Like I said, Castillo's been the Cardinals tomorrow or today, you know, Tuesday. Plus one ten against Patrick Corbin. Obvious reasons. I'd, and then Marlins minus one twenty nine against the uh, Orioles pitching Matt Harvey. I'm gonna fade Matt Harvey. I think every time I see him. Uh, pitch and that minus 129 i think it's a pretty good price to get the mariners that when matt harry's taking them out that's my three who's, for tomorrow. So who's thrown who's thrown for the marlins tie needert and it's actually needert oh Nick Neidert. i like it i like the plays yeah that, that's how we i guess we can end it on that unless you guys have anything else no, I've just been lucky the last two bets that I've made. Uh, the the two teams have scored six runs in the first inning. Both of those games, they were I bet two dog money lines, and they've ripped off six runs in the first inning. So um, I don't know what I'm touching tomorrow, but I felt pretty. I I bet on the uh, I bet on the Red Sox White Sox ten ten a.m. start game today. Yes, yes. They played at ten a.m. It's it's. Patriots Day, right? Yeah, it's a strange uh, morning. Morning baseball. Yeah, it is. Hey, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it at work today, but yeah, cash tickets. Cash Cash tickets at work. Cash and tickets at work when the Red Sox are going off. Um, (laughs) but all right, yeah. Uh, we'll we're gonna. We're going to do better. We have to do better. We're going to get on here on a consistent basis. Um, there is even a rumor that we might be coming live from an undisclosed location. Not going to share that yet. 
but we got offered to come live with the podcast from a local establishment that might be in the works. I'm not going to promise it because we've uh, shown our inability to live up to expectations, <laughs> uh, yeah. but that could happen. It's yeah, it could happen. It's out there. It's certainly out there. Um, Rhino, anything to add? No, nothing to add. All right, sounds good. Peace right. out. Sounds good, boys.